Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Dope Black Podcast. Hi, my name is Arnold Sibanda and welcome to the Dope Lake Deads podcast. And today we're joined by my very good brother, Barry Brewer. Born and raised in the south side of Chicago, Barry began his career as a stand-up comedian in 2002. Originally getting his start performing at local churches, Brewer perfected his craft performing in comedy clubs throughout Chicago before moving to LA to pursue a current acting in 2004. Barry is best known for his stand-up comedy special, Chicago I'm Home, and Tyler Perry's Brew. He recently had a recurring role on the BT series Games People Play, and he also appeared in Kevin Hart's Netflix special, Kevin Hart's Guide to Black History. Barry is a proud father of two boys and believes the most important things one can do on this earth are to fulfill your purpose and raise your children very well. You know, that church was open to more, you know, forms of entertainment and things like that. And so that's where I got my first opportunity to do stand-up. At church? We're at church, yes. And uh, you, you never looked back since then? Haven't looked back when the first time I did it, I was like, this is what I want to do forever. Uh-huh. And uh, how has it been working? Uh, I would say you're in Hollywood now, sort of like Hollywood because you worked with Kevin Hart, you worked with big names in comedy. How has that been for you? It's been great. It's a journey. It's a mar- It's been a marathon for sure. Um, yeah. Just learning the industry, finding your way because everybody's different, trying to find your, your, your journey, trying to find the direction you're supposed to go on has um, been a journey for sure as I'm still still journeying it. Um, but it's been great, man. I can honestly say that it's been a lot of things, just confirmations along the way that let you know you're in the right place. Definitely, definitely. I had I had, uh, I had a look at some of your work with Kevin Hart. It's, uh, it's powerful work. Uh, it was on Black History and uh, yeah, which is an important subject, you know. Uh, yeah, I love that part. And uh, I mean- oh, Thank you. Educating and re-educating is very important, especially in our community, you know, so that we don't lose any of our history or essence. So yeah, that was powerful work. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yes, man. I was very honored to get that role and to do that and be as part of something that speaks to kids and learn, you know, learn our history and what we were, what we've done that may not, you know, be known or popular. So I was really uh, just honored to be a part of it with some of the counterparts on it and Kevin it's just you know honored to be a part of that piece of um you know that movie yeah and and on set you guys talk about uh fatherhood you guys 
touch on fatherhood? Do you share parenting tips, or was just strictly work? Oh, it was strictly work. It was strictly work. Um, actually, I know Kevin from stand up, but I didn't work with Kevin on set in that particular show. He he filmed different days than I, um, so I didn't get to see him on that particular uh, show. But I have seen him. I know him. I know his uh, children's mother. Well, his first children, child's two children's the older kids he has. I know her. You know that mother of those kids, and so. Um, you know, but we haven't gotten a chance to exchange parenting um, advice <laughs> other than what he talks about on stage. But uh, he is a great father. And um, I got to meet the mother of his older children. And I know her pretty well. And she's a great mom. Um, but yeah. And uh, and I believe you're father of two. How old are your boys? Father. Um, my mm. first, my oldest boy is 13, just made 13 years old in April. Yeah. And my youngest is eight months. He just made eight months of June 1st. Eight months. Yes, eight months and going on 13 because he's he's moving. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got a one-year, seven-month son. Uh, in his, he's a handful. He's, he's running now. Oh, you know. All over the place. He's all over the place. So, yeah. Um, that is him. That is my youngest. He is definitely all over the place. Busy body. Don't want to sit down. Don't want to lay down. Want to be in the action? Don't want to go to sleep because he think he gonna miss something. <laughs> so, so you know, um, I think for for me, because this was my first uh, my first child, and it was a boy, and I've always wanted a boy. Is it the same for you? I've always wanted boys. Or you? Yes. Did I always want a boy? I don't think I mind. I I think I always wanted a boy for sure at some point, but I didn't mind which child i had i think the second child we wanted was a girl because i had already had a boy so the second child me and more have we wanted i wanted a a girl so i could have a boy and a girl but we got another boy so i'm very blessed to have that so it's proudly i got two sons so um we'll keep we'll roll the dice maybe one more time and see what comes so. <laughs> <laughs> another boy man it's gonna be another I boy. Just three boys, like my mom. My mother had three boys. I'm the oldest of three boys, so I wouldn't be surprised, and I would be happy regardless. My wife probably not so much, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we be only just boys. But my mom, yeah, it's just boys. She wanted a girl so badly. She was like, okay, I'm not doing it again. Three boys, that's it. I'm not gonna take more chances. We might take two shots. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just want to know. Uh, is it a different experience with every child? This, uh, is it a different experience, a different journey with the first child, with your child now? Yeah. Yes, I literally just got out of court um, concerning a matter of, of, of order protection services with my son, with my oldest son. Um, and I've been going in, in and out of court for my sons. He's 13, 12 of his 13 years of this earth I've been battling custody in and out of court almost every other year if not every year um it's been a challenge it's been a challenge not being with the mom and just the difficulties of trying to co-parent and get on the same page um you know fighting against things that you're not aware of i think as fathers when relationships don't work out sometimes moms um are emotional about whatever i don't really no, obviously we can speculate what's wrong with them or why they're acting that way, but you know we truly don't know. Um, but it's been a challenge. It's been difficult, and so my 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 second son with my wife, 
obviously it's been a, a better experience going because we're together. You know, I think she's a different type of woman in that way. You know what I mean? You know, it's just a, you're more mature. And so you're probably in a more mature relationship, you know, as you continue to go grow and get older and probably in the person you choose is more mature and the choices you made in that, in a relational way. So it's just a different experience for all those things, right? Like even having a mom that's like, Hey, you're the dad, you take the lead. I'm a follow your lead. Cause this is a boy and da, 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 da. Like having that is a different experience. Right. And, and with my older son kind of fighting that, you know, like, Hey, respectfully. So I, I was a boy, you know, so I'm, I have a little, um, information on how it is to be a boy and maybe what he should or shouldn't do or what's okay and what limits he should have and sometimes you know what I mean so it's just a battle man to be honest with you versus not as much of a battle with my second son because of those points I made so but it's definitely been a journey with my oldest son definitely man definitely uh, I understand so uh, looking at the custody battle you're currently going through would you say the, the court system in America I'm not sure how it works that's in America um, but uh, our experience is the same as well because I have guys in South Africa who are struggling to get custody who have been struggling to get visitation rights you know uh, and uh, when we try for the court system sometimes it's very lenient in women you know uh, yeah so you have to you have to really put up a good fight. You have to exhaust your resources, you know. Uh, and what happens, most guys end up giving up. And then I'm giving up. And uh, when guys give up after exhausting everything, people are like, why did you give up? Why did you try harder? Why are you making hard in the first place? Why are you not meeting me halfway? So that's the conversation we're trying to have here. Like, we don't, it doesn't have to get to a point where we're fighting, you know, where everything is being made hard for me. You know, as the father, why can't you meet me halfway in the first place? So would you say the court system in America as well uh, tends to be a bit lenient uh, on women more than... Oh, very, very much so. And I fought case, and I fought this family law case in California and in Illinois. And I exactly, and yes, I would say yes, they're definitely more lenient to women. I think as a, I think just culturally people are. Right. I think there's a sensitivity and a, a certain softness that comes with all of us as it relates to a woman. Right. Like you can see a woman hit a man. You're not as bothered by that. But as soon as that man hits that woman, it's a different response a different from, from everything. Right. Because it's just like, all right, you, you'll be OK for the man. But I think that's the. I think that kind of concept comes over into family law for sure. And so when judges are <laughs> looking at the facts, like they just, I think they just give a certain level of grace to mom that they don't have at all for dad. And even when mom is sitting there being difficult, obviously in front of the court, it's still a level of grace. Like, ah, you know, it's okay. It's okay. We, we get it. We get yeah, it. we get it. Like, and it's unfortunate because the child suffers, right? The child yeah. suffers and definitely the father is suffering from all the things he's trying to do, not just being a father, but pro providing resources to support his son or, or daughter. And then the resources you got to pull from this to su support the fight of going to court, paying for a lawyer, you know, all the time that you have to spend doing that and, and trying to 
to be so strategic and intentional to put your best case forward, to just have a chance for somebody to consider or be fair to the situation. It's really hard and unfortunate. I just experienced it. And um, my child's mom, I just, I said it, like, it's just really unfortunate. My child's mom have went to court and just lied blatantly and the court sees it and there's no recourse. There's no consequences. There's no anything even and i say when i say consequences even saying you know what it's obvious that you lied you at least pay his court fees if nothing else you know that makes the parent other parents see like i ain't gonna, i'm not just gonna go and say anything and do anything i'm gonna make sure it's, it has merit before i just make up stuff and, and create this issue um i just think the system perpetuates the family not working together um, I think, you know, I don't want to blame everything on mom, but I think that after the relationship is over, like in my case, it's just been an uphill battle. And I agree with you when you say like we quit, like I've been so many times in my battle of custody where I'm like, I can see why men stop because it's, you know, my son's a teenager now. So you're battling with the teenager to be great. You're then battling the mom to understand why these things are important for the child. Then you're battling the system to prove that you have the child's best interests, right? Because sometimes when you come before the court, they look at you like it's just two people that can't get along and they don't take the time to really invest to see if either of the parents are truly invested in the child's well-being. And it just looks like two people that just ain't paying attention to the child just because you're all in a issue and I'm like, it takes two. It doesn't matter how much one person wants to work it out. If the other person doesn't want to be cooperative, it's not going to work. So it's trying to prove that you're trying to prove that as well as whatever the custody thing. You're just trying to show yourself to be a, a rational, decent person that's there for the right reasons. And so that's the thing you're trying to prove as a father, because you're looked at like, oh, you just don't want to pay child support or you, you, you know, I was asked one time, like, why do you want your son? I said, I want my son so I can get free food stamps. Like, what kind of question is that? What kind of question kind is, of question that? is that? <laughs> Like, what? Why would you want to be... You know, another thing, because what happens is uh, there's stats that show that boys who grow up with, the, with their fathers, they end up in prison. They end up they're very most likely to do drugs. They're most likely to engage in very extreme behaviors. You know, there's stats on that. But when you come and say... I want to be my son's life so I can protect him from these things, so I can guide him, so I can show him how to navigate life as a man. You know, the court doesn't see that. Then they come again and say, you black men are not in your kid's life. This is why they, they're in prison. This is why they're doing drugs. Forgetting that they, the system, it doesn't allow us to even have some sort of influence. Once the relation breaks down, they want to keep the family structure apart. They want our sons to be there. So we have to prove beyond reasonable doubt, which is ridiculous. Why am I proving beyond reasonable doubt that I'm, I have to be my son's life so I can help him navigate life as a man? Because I've most likely walked his, I've walked this path. I know exactly the challenges when I encounter. I want to be there when he's, he treats for the first time, he goes out to a party, takes a girl out. I want to be there so I can tell him what I did and how to best navigate that. But all that, the court doesn't doesn't really care, you know. They don't care. That is the truth. That is not a lie. That is fact. 
there's so many fathers. It's so funny. I was talking to a comedian friend of mine. He's like a big brother in the game. His name Evan Lionel, and he is going through an ongoing thing where his children were taken from him, and he's been talking about the system being crooked and just not very conducive to working, bringing families together and helping building families together. And it's just unfortunate that there's so many elements, you know, so many difficulties, not just fighting the system, but fighting the moms or fighting all of these things. But I do think that 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 sadly is purposed, especially in America. I think that system is purposed to do just that, to keep the father out the home. Um, studies show, you know, the success of children when fathers are removed, as you just said, even when fathers are single parents, even children are successful. You know what I mean? It shows that foundation matters and that's what great fathers are. They are foundations to their children's and families' lives and success and getting to a place. Um, not to take away from women. I tell people this all the time and it's not something I've ever said openly, but all of those men that's in the streets and in jail and in gangs, they most of them have good mothers. Most of the mothers are good mothers, but there's but the results are still the results. And I know that for a fact it's because of the lack of fathers. The, and, and 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 as you just said, a lot of the times lack of fathers is not because the fathers don't want to be fathers, it's because of the system. And sometimes the, the person that's fighting them to be present. And I'm um, not saying there's there's bad people and fathers and everybody out there. I'm not saying it's not people that don't want to be there. But I'm, I'm sure if you've journeyed this and I've journeyed this and we look aside and there's so many fathers next to us with the same aspirations for our children. Everything you just said, like from, I mean, not one thing you said is like, yes, yes. Like that's exactly what I feel and I embody as a father. And so... Um, it's so funny that you, my wife even decided to reach out to you because this situation is happening. I was just like, I think I need to use my platform to speak on this more and to make this a more of a conversation. We need to be more aware that maybe the system hears us somehow. Maybe there's a judge watching Instagram, watching YouTube, watching Facebook, and they see this podcast, they see us excerpt, you know, and they come past and hopefully it can dial in to say, man, when I go back to judge and rule over a case, I'm going to look a little deeper this time. I'm not going to just assume this. I'm going to maybe look at, you know, maybe one judge just scrolls past and sees it and maybe they're inspired to do better, you know, or to look deeper or to say, you know what, that's true. I, I never even thought that. And let me do my part and do my due diligence to help that narrative change. You know, so I think that you know, obviously we don't, we're not power in power in the judicial system, but we do have voices. We do have the internet. We do have influence. So I just want to give you your kudos for doing this and what you're doing um, to give fathers like myself a, a chance to just even just talk about it and, if, and see that as another father like yourself who has that same love and heart and passion for their children and saying, listen, I'm just trying to do what I was meant to do. I'm not trying to take child from mom. I'm not trying to cause any issues. I just want to make sure I imprint my God-given um, a gift on, on my children so that their life can be as best as it can from my experiences and from where I am. And I, I you know, I really, really am passionate about that.
and and that's all and that's all we're asking for and that's all we're asking for man um that's all we're asking for at the end of the day you know so in in uh you know back in the days in south africa there was something called the the migration labor system you know where the father left uh the home to work uh far away like in the mines you work in a mine or be in a different town you know um so he would leave the house without uh without any male figure you know any male role model you know and and that system was was sort of like deliberately done in that way in that fashion and uh, nothing has changed since then because many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even the court system doesn't see that uh, fathers being not in, in a household, it's not viable for the kids. It's, uh, we, it's traumatic, you know. We, we still have trauma from not having our fathers at home, you know. So we sort of like had to teach ourselves a lot of things. Also, the system has not changed since then. Uh, I know in, in the States, there was... Uh, it was just as bad as slavery, you know. It was just as bad. The system has not changed to accommodate us. So what do you think is one way we can, uh, I mean, as brothers, what, how can we, um, how can we, yeah, how can we strategically work around this? How can we sort of like uh, create, what can we do for ourselves? How, how can we, challenge the legal system how can we get to a point where we influence legislation how can we come together and be able to lobby the system you know how can we what can we do that's a great what do you think we can do? that's a great question um i think there's many ways to try um one being doing what we said just getting the conversation going and i truly think like how the lbgtq community started to just march and to make a bigger noise about it fathers remember back in the day the million man march in the states like really starting to like like make noise like somehow maybe even fathers you know boycotting something like doing something to make these this legislation change <clears throat> i think we have to come together to 
do something to take away so that make enough noise that people recognize and start doing something on in the legislation level like this is a problem i think that yeah so i believe that's one way to do it um just starting to create petitions about the judicial system the discretion that the family law judges have and nobody's overseeing their decisions and the the you know like i think that that's maybe one way but it's going to take togetherness is going to take us bringing all of our resources together and us not being so um, selfish about what we wanted just doing in our own personal lives, but seeing the bigger picture for our futures of children, especially as black people and making a, 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 some ruckus, making some noise, making, making people like, oh, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's going to take that because fathers kind of just there's, we're really silent about this. Like we just kind of deal with it, right? And we'll find each other sometimes and be like, man, you dealing with that too? Damn, man, I pray that work out for you. And then we go back to our own corner and go back to fighting by ourselves. And we don't come together. So like, I think maybe somebody, <laughs> maybe me, I guess, uh, <laughs> uh, starting to build with other fathers and, and latching on, right? The Kevin Hart's of the world and the Dwayne Ways that's dealt with you know, custody battles and us really coming together, you know, and saying, hey, we need to go to legislation and say, hey, this is a real problem. Right. And trying to connect with people within legislation to help us uh, change this. Um, one thing I think needs to be changed is that there needs to be more of a, of a system where the judges have less discretion that everything that comes before a court judge at the family law level, it needs to be overseen, right? To make sure that it's done fairly. And I think that family law judges has, have too much discretion. And when you have do, too much discretion, you're at the mercy of the judge. And the only way you can even fight the, the, the final decision on the judge is on the legal system, which sometimes is where it's very vague and there's hard to like kind of challenge the decisions that are made for some people. And I had to endure this. I had to go and fight an appeal. My son was taken from his, his city, uh, from the state he was born in and it was his home state. And I filed a court case and, um, basically mom waited six months because that's what makes a home state of a child came here, waited six months, filed here. And that is wrong. That is wrong. And because of the time and the process of the court of my initial petition, they basically granted mom home state, which was wrong because you can't go and try to start cut. It's like a, you can't take a child and then wait six months somewhere, hide them and then go file a motion. Like, yeah, this is home state now. That's just not fair. And it's and it's been done. And I went to the judge because I was representing myself at the time, um, <laughs> which is a advice for fathers. You need to find a competent lawyer because no matter how smart you are and how right you are and how strong the law supports you judges do not respect you because they want to you know most judges are want to be the smartest person in the room and if you're saying something that goes against what they're saying it's 
they, they feel like, first of all, you don't have the resources if you don't have representation. Also, you're not as believable and credible when you speak for yourself. Right. So it just gives a different level of credibility when you have somebody speaking for you. Also, I would encourage you to find out whoever your judge is. Try to find a lawyer that's familiar with that judge. That's a very important thing that I learned. If you have a lawyer that's that has some credibility with that judge, that helps your case a lot because the judge respects your attorney. I'm sure you learned that. Yeah, it really matters because at least you get a fair chance to be heard. You know what I mean? And they're not looking at you side eye because of your representation. So that's very important. But um, I have a lot of ideas, <laughs> long story short, that could help us just sitting here. And this is just all coming out now. But I think the foundation of it all is us coming together. More importantly, I think us coming together and really having a leader and somebody to follow and say, Hey, let's be effective in making a difference. And it, and it might not affect us in our fatherhood time, but it'll help the fathers of tomorrow. It'll help our sons, you know, where they won't have to deal with this if they, you know, have a, you know, are part of a relationship that wasn't, you know, successful. So that's my thoughts. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. So uh, we might not benefit from what we're doing now, but our sons definitely will have it better because we have. Well, we have uh, fought the good yes. fight. We fought the good fight. There, there is a group on Facebook, uh, Black Fathers. Uh, Black Fathers. I think it's uh, it started in the States. I'm also a member of the group. There's a lot of fathers there. I mean, it's a really great platform for us to connect. You know, uh, yeah, when my son was born, I joined the group and I posted a picture of my son. And the support was overwhelming. You know, the support was overwhelming. Brother would send me private messages i've never even seen those guys but it's very supportive you know and uh, you mentioned one another important thing that we should we need to be effective even if we have to strike we have to do that you know we have to sort of like our influential people in the black community you know uh or boycott the nba or something i mean it needs to be at that level that if you're not hearing us uh we're not we're going to boycott the nba yeah. yes know? that that's huge we're gonna that, bring that, that we have Jordan, to be at that level. That's huge. Boycotting the NBA. So, if they like, hey, we're not going to play. Yeah. That, no, that makes sense. play. That's it. So now we need to we need to hit them where so, so they can listen to us, you know. Uh so we need what matters them to most is their big money, you know. When something is linked to their money, uh it's going to potentially affect their money. They want to start. That's where to you us, hit them, you know. So we need to, NFL, NBA, <laughs> Black Fathers. They say we're not going to play. Those owners will get with legislation so fast. Yeah, <laughs> they're drafting a new law so like, fast. Don't worry about it. We got it. It'll change it. Like that. It'll change <laughs> so fast. That's great. You see, so we we need to be uh to be boycotting things at that level, you know, uh, because. In my personal capacity, if, I, if I'm like, okay, I'm not going to come to work because it doesn't work. No one is hearing me. It. it doesn't work, you know, but if uh, we collectively do it, uh, we work at a big corporation, we collectively do it and our absence is felt that now nah, we're actually pissed off. You know, we are pissed off and we want you to stop and listen to us. Use your influence as a CEO or whoever. Talk to your CEO friends, get them to bring the judge yet have the conversation in our on our behalf yes that's exactly because right. because if you can't right. if you're not happy you mustn't be happy as well with 
getting a big check from my sweat. I can't. I haven't seen my son in twelve years. You know, I haven't seen my son in. So we need to be uh, boy coaching at that level. You know, we need to be able to come collectively at that level as well. Uh, yeah, I believe that's one level we can be very impactful and affect great change. I agree. I think that's a great idea. I just think the challenge is really culturally helping us understand what's important. Um, I think there was a situation with Colin Kaepernick, um, the football player, and they were trying to boycott. And, you know, the unfortunate part is that some of us have never made that much money in our lives and the fear of losing that money not understanding if we're collectively together you're not going to lose that money you're going to gain but trying to get excuse me i'm so sorry trying to get us to understand how important this is is very important so like you said maybe finding those people that can relate that's in power positions that can be able to speak to those players and people in the nba and the nfl and whatever organization to really stand with us and I think that's a great idea. I really do. I really think that's a great idea. And as I continue to build my influence and popularity, I think that I'm going to seek that, seek that for fathers. Even like I said, my, my son, I, I'm praying that I don't have to deal with that anymore. I'm very fortunate amongst some fathers that I do get to see my son, that I do get to still have some imprint on him. Um, and I have shared custody and I, get to see him majority of the time like 60 percent of the time i have him now that's why mom was trying to take him but um i'm very blessed i think after i hear people not able to see their child i was able to see my son for six weeks and i was miserable it was so hard for me and um it was just sad you know so i, I definitely want to do my due diligence and my part to really help fathers not have to experience that and children more importantly not have to be without the people that is another part of them that can help their lives so um yeah let's keep talking like if you have any ideas of things that you think i can personally do and i'm going to be thinking about it outside of starting a podcast or just joining something like this to to continue to speak and spread the word of what needs to happen and hopefully we catch someone's ear that maybe have some influence or some other great ideas or resources that can help us continue to put this conversation forward i think in life you find out that there's a purpose for you and that god allowed you to go through this situation to have something to say about this so that you can make a difference so i'm not going through this for myself i'm going through this to have a testimony and to fix help fix this problem so I think I, I I think I understand that more than ever. And so I stopped looking at my child's mom as the enemy and understanding that this is just this is my purpose and my calling to speak to this issue. And <laughs> I guess we were the chosen ones to go through it, to learn it. <laughs> to have to fight it. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, this is our fight, man. I mean, Martin Luther, Malcolm X, they had a different, they had a different fight. This is our fight, you know, uh, this is our fight to create a better world for our sons, you know. They should be able to say, I'm, today I'm able to uh, have custody of my son because my father did this, you know. He did this so we can be able to, you know. So, uh, yeah, the important thing that the conversation has started and we're having this conversation, you know, and we're going to keep talking about it. And uh, as you said, a lot of people listening, you know, uh, the internet age, a lot of people are listening and they, uh, they're like, okay, no, 
we hear you. We hear you. I can be play a part. I can be support. And in their small corners, they're gonna make the small changes they can. You know. Uh, so that's what we need. Now we need the conversation is started, which is great. So now we're going forward. You know, we keep talking, and eventually we'll get there. Uh, yeah. Now I believe uh, definitely we are going to win. At the end, we have to. There's no other way. I mean, if Malcolm was like, nah, this is it. This is it. We wouldn't be here. Me and you wouldn't be talking like this, you know. If uh, Martin Martin Luther was like, I'm giving up. I'm. Uh, I can't take the system. It's just bidding me down. Like there's nothing more I can do. Me and you wouldn't be able to sit here and have this conversation, you know. Yeah. So we are going to take this uh, a step further. We're going to fight a good fight for the next generation. They must be able to sit at court confidently, knowing that if they are right. They're going to leave it happy, you know. They're not going to go through depression, go through the anxiety, go through uh, losing resources just to prove that they're a credible father. So, yeah, I, I believe we, we are well, going to be that. We are. Yes, we are. And just to encourage all the fathers out there, don't give up. And it, it, it does get very hard and it does make you want to quit. And it's nothing wrong with feeling that way. Just don't quit. And it's a scripture I always applied to my life that I think keeps me going. It says the race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but the one that endured to the end. So you just got to endure to the end and see it come to pass. So I agree. We win at the end. Yes. Nah, I believe so, man. Uh, any, any projects you're working on that we need to keep our eyes on? Well, yes. Um, thank any you project? so much for that. Um, I'm working on a feature film, my first feature film that I'll be co-directing and starring in. It's a thriller called Left on Red that we're in pre-production for now. So I'm very excited about that. This will be the first feature film and coming out of my movie studio, I opened up a movie studio right outside Chicago. And so we're gonna be doing independent projects and really trying to make our mark in that way and bringing quality movies and television to, to the world. Um, and uh, that's and I'll be on America's Got Talent as well. I did a stand-up set um, on there that will the audition should be coming out in the next few weeks. I'll be promoting that. Um, so hopefully I can go far on that just to continue to build my influence. Um, I've been doing it for a while, but you know that show provides people at every level an opportunity to continue to expand your audience and showcase your talent. So it's really a great opportunity. Uh, Simon Cowell is very popular uh, for judging talent, so I got a great, great, great response from him. So that was really dope. Um, I'm very excited to see how you know what happens with that. But um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that coming out and um, the audition and seeing how far I can go. But that's what I have now and all this listening. I have a stand-up special on Amazon Prime called Chicago. I'm home. Barry Brewer. Chicago, I'm home. That was my debut stand-up special. Um, so please check that out. And I'm in works of working on a new one that kind of is, it will be a lot of my child uh, uh, custody stuff talked about. It's called Almost Jaded, which will be my second stand-up special. Almost Jaded and Almost Jaded is about trying to fight, trying to fight to be the person you know you meant to be, but all of these obstacles that tries to jade you. And so custody was definitely one of those things that was just trying to, and still trying to to make you bitter and make you this this hard person and 
very cynical person, but I am still optimistic. I win at the end. I, my joy is still here. My mom always say, don't let nobody steal your joy. And so uh, Almost Jaded will be coming out as well. Uh, nah, thank you so much, man. We're going to be on the lookout for that. And thank you for taking the students back home to Chicago because we need, we need to develop our communities, man. I salute that. That's power work. Yeah, we need to develop the talent back home. You know, we need to give the young boys at home an opportunity to dream, you know, and uh, a platform for them to also say no. From there, I'm going to Hollywood. Thank, Thank you. you for that. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, and I, you know, my career is reflective and I'm obviously not where I want to be. I'm obviously constantly still thriving, but I'm, I'm just very fortunate. I want to encourage all the fathers out there. Just if you stay with it, I promise you, it, it just gets, it, you know, you'll see confirmation and things that know that you're, you know, you're supposed to keep going. And so I just honored to have be on here, Arnold. Thank you so much for having me, man. I really appreciate you. Nah, thank you for joining me, man. I appreciate you, man. And all the best with Essico's talent. I know we're going to bring that home. Yeah, we're going to look out. And uh, if you do have any ideas, please drop me an email. I'll, drop my, I'll send you my email address. You can just drop me an email. Then I'll do some research and do... Yes, sir. Let's stay that. connected, man, because I'm all for it. So you got, you got me on the squad. So we on the squad together. So... Continue. Let's continue having this conversation, please. Thank you, my brother. Have a great evening, man. Thank, Thank you, so, you much. so much. Thank you, bro. Dope Black Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.